Welcome to the Spricker Live Show. This is episode 45 for February 10th, 2016. Thank you for listening. I'm Rob Greenlee and work for Spreaker. And I also work on the Adore Podcasting Network as the head of content. The guest of this week is Aaron Roden, who's the host of the Air Raid Podcast. It's on the Adore Network as well. He's going to be joining us here in a minute. This show is for you, the aspiring podcaster, or anyone who's trying to do an online audio show, and is live streamed every Wednesday. 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern at SpreakerLiveShow.com. And this show can be heard on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and soon the Google Play Music Store, which is going to be launching, I think, this month. That's the that's the rumor out there. And Spotify is starting to roll out as well, uh, which we're not in quite yet, but uh, but hopefully we will be there as well. We want to hear from you. And certainly send me an email if you have a question or comment about the show. Send it to rob at Spreaker.com. And if you have a support question, if you're a Spreaker producer, just send that to support at Spreaker.com. Or you can send a tweet to at Spreaker. And if you want to send me a tweet, uh, just send it to at Rob Greenlee. And that's spelled with two E's on the end. We got some great comments from our last week's show, Podcasting at a Crossroads, in the episode 44. Gail Nobles wrote, I don't understand what's holding things back with podcasting. The only thing I can think of is competition and money. Those two things are basically affecting a lot of things in our world. Podcasting is just uh, as good as anything. And especially in this day and age of computers and the internet, podcasting is great. It's great for Writers and bloggers, when there uh, was only radio, you had to listen, and there was nothing to read, so we kind of have this combination thing here. Podcasting is about audio and reading. I love the the name podcast is what she says. So last week's show was about how there's some research coming out saying that uh, we, we need to change the name of podcasting to on-demand audio. So my response to Gail is, I agree, you know, about the name podcast is not really holding things back, but it's also not as easy to listen to yet. Podcasting is still kind of at its point where it's becoming a lot easier and it's easier to find stuff, but, but technology can certainly get better. Thank you, Gail, for the comment there. There's a podcast out there. Uh, it's called the She Podcast with Elsie and Jessica, and they actually voice some comments on their podcast. It's the She Podcast at ShePodcast.com. And I'm going to play some of their comments about this bridge ratings research podcasting at the crossroads. So I'm going to play the first clip from this and then I can comment about it. So there's a total of four clips that I'm going to play. So let's play. So this is bridge ratings and it's called podcasting at a crossroads. We're at a crossroads. (laughs) I'm going to sum up the points of this article. Okay. That he says, this is why podcasting is at a crossroad. And please guys, if you're listening and you completely disagree with me, first, First, I just want to say it's called Bridge Ratings Media Research. So the fact that it's terrible upsets me because it's research. But just because we don't like the results doesn't mean it's not quantifiable. Anyway, well, I know. But the thing is that they don't really understand. Like they haven't really been do. I don't know it. You know, this is why it's such a challenge for me when I see these kinds of results. It's it's because we don't know where they got their data. We don't know what the consumption habits are. It's like there's so many. It's it's like where so many uh, of the medical survey data are out there. Like coffee is not good for this. Coffee is good for that. Chocolate is good for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. 
especially when people don't understand an industry. I just want to say that uh, the study from Bridge Ratings was actually a true research study that had a sample group. They did go out and do that research based on the assumption that podcasting as a name was a bad name. They basically were out there trying to prove this. And also the the whole model of streaming versus downloading was another piece of this as well. But the next segment I uh, wanted to play is about, uh, is podcasting too hard? Do most people just listen to a a small amount of of the podcast up to like 10 minutes and that's about it? And you get massive fall off on listeners as you get further and further, which a lot of people in the radio industry have said that the the shorter the podcast, the better, which there's a, there's a lot of people that don't necessarily agree with that. But let's play, play this clip um, on the comments from Jessica and Elsie on this topic. So he says that it's too hard to listen. That's a problem. Yes, that it's too cumbersome of a process. And so they don't start listening in the first place. Yeah. And then people quit listening, basically, because long podcasts are too long and that just people just stop. Yes, but this graph says within the first 600 seconds, 77 percent of people have abandoned, which is five minutes. No, 10 minutes. That's 10 minutes, 600 seconds. Right. So that means that all of our listeners are done within 10 minutes, no matter how much we talk. Like if we had 100 listeners right now, 30 would be listening. They're missing out. Hi, 30. This is the feedback that I gave to the person that I was talking to that was behind the research. Um, David Van Dyke was is that uh, it doesn't really matter how long your podcast is, really. People are only going to listen to as much of it as they're going to listen to. But I thought it was interesting feedback on, on the fact that there is probably a significant drop off on how many people are listening to your podcast after like the first five or 10 minutes. That's just kind of the nature of the beast that's been, you know, around with radio for a really long time. But the next comment thread here that I want to play for you is about downloading versus streaming. And, and is this becoming a big topic in the, the podcasting area as you you see like Google Play Music and you see Spotify jumping into this with these streaming platforms. So let me play that one for you. Quit. And then downloading is so hard. That's like his biggest complaint. Okay, so this is a quote. In a recent study, Bridge Ratings uh, has found a rising tide of opinion by average audio consumers that asks the question, why aren't podcasts streamed like music? Knowing how to listen to a stream of music or video online has become pervasive. Most of us know how to do it. It's become second nature. So why not podcasting? End quote. I'm really kind of confused by that. Why? Because isn't, don't you just press play? You have to find what you're looking for first. And I guess they're saying music and video is easier. To find. We're not talking about downloading. If he said in a recent study... That people would, you know, why aren't podcasts the same as music or why can't I find podcasts the same way that I can find music and videos? I could totally agree with that. But I don't understand why. I don't know how that's not the same, like that I'm not downloading, like, you know, I'm not sitting there and like downloading the entire file onto my computer or my iPhone and then listening. I'm just tapping on their websites and I'm tapping on the iPhone apps that I'm using and I'm listening that way. So I guess I, I'm just confused as to why downloading is so hard. I don't understand why don't that's hard. The downloading is hard. That's not that's not what he's asking. He's saying why if it's not that hard, if it is pervasive, why is podcasting not second nature like the other two things? And then they go on to say, well, the first thing is what it's called. 
I agree with your comments. I mean, I think the, the, the whole topic between streaming and downloading is a little difficult because a lot of the download consumption of podcasting is streaming today and the, the kind of web players that are out there. But what the contrast was is looking at true streaming technology. A lot of like Spotify and a lot of these music streaming services are using real streaming technology. A download progressive stream is something a little bit different, though the experience of the user is about the same. But there is a difference between streaming and downloading from a metrics perspective and a business perspective. And a lot of this research, really, I think what it gets back to is simplicity. People don't really understand or want to even deal with the whole download part of this. Agreed that the streaming part of the download is part of that streaming kind of usage case. That's the thread of that conversation. And I think Elsie and Jessica were a little kind of off the mark on that discussion, though I think Jessica kind of said it, I think, a little bit more concise and accurately to what the issue was. But there's one last clip that I want to play, and it's about uh, should we change the name of podcasting to on-demand audio? So I'm going to play that. And then the last thing, podcasting, the name needs to go. And audio on demand is better. So, And I don't agree with that, for sure. Those are his summation of the points of why podcasting is at a crossroads. And then it continues to go into the whole downloading is such an issue thing. All they're okay. saying is that last year, it says 2016, so I guess this is in the last month, 30% of all people in their study had listened. And for people 18 to 34... 45% had listened, which is good. Yet weekly and monthly consumption remains low compared to other things that they're doing, like, I guess, Hulu or Netflix or Pandora or whatever. So they're saying even though the numbers are better than they were last year, it could still be better. It should and still could be better. And so that's the first chart. And then the next chart is like, you know, with the ease of use obstacle eliminated through on-demand streaming, it becomes on-demand audio, just like everything else. I guess my question is, why is he saying it becomes on-demand audio? If it, it, I don't understand the difference. It is. You can, I can listen at any time I want. When was it not on-demand audio? I think that what they're saying is that the term podcast has a negative connotation because so it's between iPod and broadcast. Whatever. If you're going to start to fight about that, it's, it's just, that's just not the thing. It, the name podcast is not really a problem. I agree. It's not really a problem. And downloading it, I would agree with you for the most part that it's not really a problem, but try explaining to your 65-year-old father how to find it on his own iPhone, and you'll understand why it's kind of an issue. Like, you open Pandora and hit search, but for a particular podcast, I had to walk him through finding the app, telling him what it looked like. That's the important distinction here with what the research said was... If the name was something different like on-demand audio, that we would see a five-fold increase in the amount of adoption of this medium. The research was showing that there's so much confusion around what that name podcast means that is getting in the way of new users coming in and adopting the medium. That's the big issue that, that was talked about here is if we could magically change the name from podcast to on-demand audio today in iTunes and all these big platforms that we would see a big bump in usage, but that's not happening. So just kind of wipe that off the roadmap going forward. 
you're not going to see Apple change the name to on-demand audio anytime soon, and thus the, the, the whole medium is going to continue marching forward at a much slower pace with the term podcast. And so we just all need to kind of accept that. If you look at it, every major corporation, Microsoft, Apple, Google, Spotify, are using the term podcast, and that's just the way it is. So thank you, Elsie and Jessica, for lending your voices to the Speaker Live show today, and um, I appreciate it, and I hope to hear some comments back from you and I'll play it on the next week's episode of the Spreaker Live show. So Spreaker also has a blog at blog.spreaker.com and we, we have articles and Spreaker news up there. Uh, right now we have a Q&A conversation with Josh, Josh Nielsen, who's the founder of Zencaster and is a speaker at the Asian Pacific Podcast Conference this weekend, Friday and Saturday, the 12th and 13th in New Zealand. So there's an article in there talking about him. The Zencaster app and technology is kind of a hot thing in the podcasting space right now. So definitely go check out that article at blog.spreaker.com. And then uh, Spreaker also announced an upgrade to the Spreaker Studio for desktop um, and Mac. Uh, that'd be Windows and Mac. And now has audio ducking, which means that as you're streaming or recording, it'll automatically reduce the speaking volume if you're playing music or other things in the background. So it'll automatically drop the volume so you can talk over the top of things that are playing. I want to move on and get to our guest, our, our fabulous guest. Joining me on the show today is, his name is Aaron Roden. He's the host of the Air Raid podcast as part of the Adore Network. And the Air Raid podcast launched in the summer of 2010. He's an avid podcast listener, and he talks friends of his on his podcast. And they're usually musicians or artists uh, or actors in, in an episode that he's got coming up. And most of them are music creators, and they actually play music in his podcast. So I was going to play a little clip before we pull. Aaron into the show here, so let's play that for now. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Air Raid Podcast. This is episode 285, and what is now officially considered a long and drawn out series. I am your host, Aaron Roden, and this, of course, is the show where we drop bombs of awesome straight into your ear holes. Indeed, folks, we've got a great show planned for you this week. Special guest, producer extraordinaire, Ian Brennan, uh, will be joining us here. It's very raw, very real music here, people. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. With all of its flaws, it's just gorgeous music. And uh, best of luck to Ian Brennan for the Grammy nod in the world music category. I really hope he, he takes another one home. So... And uh, I hope the, uh, the the people that recorded the music over in Malawi take one home, too. There's uh, some people, since they recorded this album, have been freed uh, from from prison. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more with, uh, with Ian. He knows a lot more about it than I do. Uh, okay, so uh, let's go with our first musical break. This one's called Listen to Me, or I'll Kick Your Ass. All right, from the Zomba Prison Project, produced by none other than Ian Brennan. All right, be back in a moment with more of the Air Raid podcast for your ears. Stay with us. Yeah, we uh, we just got back from Zomba, the prison there in Malawi, and, and also other parts of Malawi. We visited with the Malawi Mouse Boys, and then then we went to Rwanda, 
and uh, again, which was beautiful. And now I'm in California. Man, are you tired? Yeah, I'm a bit tired, I guess. <laughs> but you know, I mean, considering it's 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 not so bad. I mean, I I, I don't I, I try not to complain in general. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess after integrating yourself into the culture and integrating yourself in uh, in with the people there at the at the prison, it's uh, yeah, you got to take everything else with a grain of salt, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a great feat to be able to look at the circumstances of so many other people. And, and Hey, Aaron, welcome to the Spricker Live Show. Hey, Rob, how's it going, man? Great. It's great to have you join us on the on the show. Before we learn more about the Air Raid podcast, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your background and how you kind of got started in all this stuff, that, that kind of stuff, just kind of get everything off the ground here. Sure. So, yeah, back in about 2010, uh, the latter half of 2010, I was uh, playing music in, in bands in Seattle. And that was kind of uh, coming to an end for me. And so I was about to have a family and uh, or my wife and I were talking about starting a family and everything. So I needed to find kind of a hobby that uh, I could stay home and do rather than uh, going out uh, late on weekday nights and uh, and playing shows and, and doing that sort of thing. So after the, the bands kind of fizzled out, I decided to start a podcast. I had just started listening to uh, several in the Seattle area. And, uh, I was like, man, I, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. I've got a lot of friends that are doing some amazing things in music or in the sciences. And I wanted to kind of just start kind of a conversational style show, all a WTF with Mark Marin, just talking with people that I knew that were doing cool stuff. And, and so that's kind of how it started. And I was contacted a couple shows in by some other podcasters in, uh, in Seattle, uh, PJ Allers and Nick Allers that did this show called Planned Brotherhood, which was really really great they came on the show and and uh and a friend of theirs happened to listen to that episode which uh which i think went pretty well and she basically challenged me to get sean nelson from harvey danger on the show and so once i did that i kind of took that as a uh, as a personal goal and got uh, got sean nelson from harvey danger over to the dining room where i used to do the show and then it just kind of just kind of spiraled out of control from there <laughs> yeah it's like what 200 plus episodes now yeah yeah, we're at uh, we're at two eighty five this week, yeah. and we'll yeah we'll be uh, we'll be posting two eighty six uh, on Monday. Wow, it's a lot of shows, that's for sure. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long arduous journey. <laughs> <laughs> so you do this in a kind of like a spare part of your your house or something like that. You built your own studio, right? Yeah, we have actually a standalone studio in our backyard. Uh, we bought a house uh, in Seattle uh, a couple years back and um, found a place with a with a nice little outbuilding, and so I can kind of come out here and and do the thing. It was it was getting very annoying for my wife and for my child having people over to. We used to do the show out of our condo in the Greenwood neighborhood in Seattle, basically. I would have to kick my wife and child out of the house or make them stay in the back bedroom while people like Mud Honey came over or Chris Ballou from the President's United States of America, you know, Bob Saget's on the phone or something like that. The kid can't be playing around in the in the, the dining room, you know. So it was just like, yeah, it got pretty old for them and uh and luckily we found a we found a nice little house in uh in North Seattle and uh with a with a studio in the back, so oh, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that you have yeah. that. Yeah, I know a lot of podcasters. You know, try try and do it out of their bedroom, or whatever. I did that for many years myself. Actually, I'm in my dining mm -hmm. room right now doing this show. Uh, yeah, so that's a common thing. But you uh, are wor working with Cairo FM or 
Cairo Radio, you know, with your Well, I do well. that. Yeah, I yeah. do the in in conjunction with doing the show for the Adore Network on Spreaker, I also am basically, I guess you could say, simulcast. Mhm. Uh, at the CairoRadio.com, and I've been with Cairo for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know the the podcast has kind of um, it gained a lot of attention, and I work really hard at uh, at getting guests on every week that you know I think my listeners will enjoy, um, like the music and the, and the conversation and stuff. Try to find people with good stories. Yeah, it's taken it's definitely put me in a weird position that I never thought I would be in, I guess, you know, I, I mean, I, I just got done emceeing a music festival a couple weekends ago. Yeah. So it's, it, it's resulted in a lot of, a lot of cool stuff. Well, and you've also done um, live on, on, on stage, uh, podcasts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We've done some in front of a live, live audience. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. how was that uh, worked out for you? They're a lot of fun. Uh, they're a ton of work for a person like me who I, I basically walk on the serrated blade of needing to be busy and hating to be busy. <laughs> so like the live shows are a lot of fun, but I hate putting them together. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a necessary evil, right? Is that what it mean? What it is? Or <laughs> I would say they are. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you definitely, you know, you reach a, you reach a totally different crowd when you do a live show. Uh, you pull people in from the street you, uh, when they hear live music or live comedy or something like that. Like we do kind of a variety type show, which you witnessed uh, this last summer where we have a stand up comedian and then we also have musical guests uh, and then we try to engage in meaningful conversation in front of a very, very crowded room. It's, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, it's just so stressful trying to put that kind of stuff together. It, it just drives me crazy. Do you see a bump in listeners that come out of an event like that, or is it does it create a different kind of um, a listener experience? I mean, did you get greater feedback on the, the audio episode that you put out from that event? What kind of a bump did you see, or was there a different kind of response from the audience? The live shows tend to be longer, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when some people get scared off when they see two hour show, I don't know if it translates into like more downloads for us, uh, so to speak, but it definitely turns a lot of people on who wouldn't have found out about the podcast onto the podcast. Yeah. More people are coming to the show that really haven't heard of the podcast, but they have heard of, you know, Mikey and Maddie or Pickwick or, you know, the young evils or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm naming kind of local, local bands here. Uh, from Seattle. So they come for that and then they, you know, they stay and they're like, whoa, that was, that was a lot of fun. And so we definitely see like a bit of a bump after the live shows. Um, and hopefully we kind of keep those people around, but it's, it's all encompassing, right? Like you're constantly doing things or trying new things to, you know, yeah. just like reach a new audience and stuff like that. Cause you know, I mean, I mean, I, and I've said this millions and millions of times, like I'm not, a, I didn't start this out as a famous person. I'm not a famous person. We don't have a guy like me does not have, you know, that instant fan base that has been built up. Dana Gould, chastised me once uh for saying that to him and before he started his podcast he told me off air that he was going to start show or maybe this was actually on air and i said oh that's great you know you'll have you got kind of a built-in audience you know and he was like whoa whoa, whoa. it took me many many years to build that and i was like what i did not mean it that way yeah sure that's not what i mean at all right i, I mean yeah he's already got, got that audience based on those years of work right yeah sure yeah 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 right. guy like me i'm kind of starting from the bottom and trying to work my way up so yeah it's all encompassing like you're doing the live shows doing the social media getting uh your guests to kind of tweet out 
out and and yep. do their Facebook posts and stuff like that to uh, to kind of push uh, them coming on the show and and things like that. Interacting with uh, the radio station for me, you know, trying to get uh, them on board. All the iTunes stuff. Working yep. with uh, people like you, Rob, uh, who run the Adore Network, yep. and trying to get all of that stuff kind of running. And we, you and I have been working on that uh, for this next episode that's coming up for Air Raid for next week with, uh, with Jack Quaid, yep. uh, one of the stars of the new HBO series Vinyl. Man, it's just coordinating like the, the photographer to come and you know, take photos of the, of, the, uh, of the conversation and working with HBO and uh, getting everything solidified with them. And I mean, it's just it's maddening. It's a lot of coordination, a lot of communications, you know, with the iTunes people and yeah, you know, trying to get everything timed up and lined up so everybody has what they need to be able to get it get it pulled together and sure, it's, sure. Uh, you know, it's something that you know I do on a on a regular basis for for shows and have over the last couple of years. But it's really really rewarding when it actually works, you know, and all the pieces every, fall together, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it totally. Yeah, it's awesome, is, man. It's like you know, you feel like you're you're actually uh, accomplishing something. I love it. It's just turned into a whole different animal. Like when I. <laughs> When I started this thing, my wife, she knows how I get. And uh, she said, if nobody listens to it, you can't be mad. And I was like, yeah, of course. Did not work out that way. And I just ended up putting more and more and more and more energy into it over the six years that we've been in uh, production. And uh, now we're I'm sitting here and talking on the phone with people at HBO about, you know, what their next television series is going to be and if uh, we want them to come on the podcast or not. It's a, like a steamroller that gets going, right? It just, it, yeah. once you kind of get to that level and get kind of, but it takes time to build up to that, right? It doesn't happen overnight. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I did not. Yeah. 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 yeah it's taken, it's, it's been a lot of work. Been a lot of work, but it's it's, it's fun. I, I still love it. So as you sure. think about it, over the last six years or so of do, doing the show, and there's a lot of kind of controversy in the podcasting space around around you know how to take things to the next level and what's the future look like. You start looking at Google and Spotify and these other big players coming into the space and how there mm-hmm. there's this kind of conflict between downloading and streaming and stuff like that. So what's your thought on all that stuff? I mean, I know I, I covered it early in the show and you heard a lot of that stuff. What's your thought on the fact that there's a lot of people in the research that's showing that they're only listening to 10 minutes or people would listen more if it was streaming versus downloading what's your thoughts on those those topics you know i I try not to pay attention or pay too much attention to the the stats stuff you know i have a rough a rough estimate which you and i have talked about in the past about how many people actually listen to the show yeah try to kind of stay away from that stuff because it tends to make me very depressed (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's kind of like counting your money right it's like right there's right. never you'd enough always, money there right yeah, yeah. right you'd yeah. always want it to be bigger you yeah. know as as far as like downloading versus streaming or, or things like that you know we have the capability of streaming on the website yeah uh and also on on spreaker as well and also over at cairo i'm hoping that all those numbers go to the same spot but yeah personally i actually download the podcast that i listen to uh the night before i go to work the next day Okay. I've found that to be personally easier because of, you know, one, the data plan that I pay for is not giant, mm-hmm. you know, with my, with my, uh, with my cell phone carrier. Yeah. And it just kind of makes it easier. You know, you have everything kind of set up for you the, the next day and that's kind of the type of person I am. So, yeah, no, I, I don't do a lot of, I don't do a lot of streaming during the day cause I really don't have the 
have the capability or money to pay for that kind of thing. So yeah, you bet. Well, that makes sense, and I think a lot of a lot of other listeners have that same type of situation. That's why downloading is mm-hmm. still such a important piece of the medium. Though the the radio industry would like to change that for some reason, but I don't think that they're actually looking at the the realities of the marketplace. Right. I mean, yeah, because most yeah. people, I would I would say that most people are accessing podcasts by smart devices. Right. Is that the right word? Am I using a smart device? Is that the yeah, it's like a smartphone. Right it's a smartphone. It's a smartphone kind of or like a, a a mobile mobile device is what yeah, it's supposed sure. to, what I'm supposed to say. Mobile device. So you know they're accessing it from an iPad or from uh from you know a, a cell phone or something like that. So I would imagine that most people are actually downloading for the most part, uh, yeah. unless they're listening at home. You know, then you can then you can stream, but. Yeah. You're you're sucking up a lot more battery life with that with something like that as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, you know? so what's your thought on the whole name podcast? Do you think that the ship has sailed on that, and or do you think that there, there's some rationale to what this research is showing of on-demand audio as a reference point? Do you have to explain to listeners what a podcast is? What a podcast is? I I do have to explain it to my mom. Yeah, older. She likes older to, generations. She, yeah. yeah, she definitely likes to ask me, you know, how my Comcast is doing, <laughs> a lot, and it's 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 endlessly funny. Yes. But um, but but uh, I thought that was really interesting when you because I was uh, listening to you guys uh, talk about that. Um, I would say that I think podcast is pretty much a solidified word yeah. in the medium. You know, it's just basically going to be for lack of a of a more sensitive term or or phrase uh we're basically going to see the older generation kind of die off and podcasting is probably going to reign within the next 10 to 12 years i would i would imagine yeah um, and because the younger generation is going to fade a little right. bit right yeah right but it's just going to change i mean radio is always going to be there we're seeing yeah. that right now yeah. you know the the nprs of the world are creating like vastly, I would say, superior products, and you know, I would include vastly superior over my product as well of a storytelling type program that they're putting tons of hours and tons of money into. Yeah, and um, they're already doing it right. Most radio stations, including the one that that I am affiliated with, do most of their their shows as podcasts. They put up their shows as podcasts at the end of the day, uh, and that's becoming more of a more of a thing. I think it's just going to it's kind of transition it's slowly transitioning into to the download and or streaming medium sure and maybe the terrestrial part uh where it's coming it's actually coming over the over the radio waves will will uh start to decrease a lot so also another thing that you do with your show that's that's a little un- unusual in the space is that you you have live music in your show or or clips Sometimes. from it uh w- yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean oftentimes i hear it in your programs at least to some degree anyway What's mm-hmm. your approach to that, and and how do you make that work? Well, okay, so just to clarify, sometimes we do actual live music. We yeah. we uh, you know we'll have if time permit, we will have an artist uh, play live. You know, here in the studio, um, the sound is not that great uh, with stuff like that because we don't have a lot of. Um, We've got vaulted ceilings in here, and it, it gets very echoey when you're playing loud. But uh, yeah, we do. We feature 
music uh, from a different artist every week, most of the time, because we do have kind of more of a focus on actual musicians and the, and the life experience uh, of them. Uh, on the show, we will feature their music during the show. And we usually go to three musical breaks. Uh, there's one after the intro to the show with the with just me kind of explaining what we're going to be talking about. And then we'll go to a middle break and then a song at the end to kind of play everything out. I kind of got part- lost there. To the question would be, um, I mean, from a rights perspective, I mean, how do you handle that? What's the um, pathway for that for you on your show? I know a lot of podcasters kind of feel like they have to put the brakes on on that kind of stuff. Is there mm-hmm. is there anything that you can share on that side to, that makes it work for you? I'll say this, and I'll, I'll tell you about an experience that I had when the show started kind of picking up steam. I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can say who the artist is because I don't want to get in trouble there, but I did I did play uh, some music from a very, very popular hip hop or rap artist a long time ago. We received a cease and desist letter from uh, their record label, which was also a very, 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 very big record label. And uh, they told us that we needed to take it down. And I said, of course we will. And I never really did it because I'm lazy and I didn't think anything would come of it and nothing ever did. Yeah, I mean, somebody found out about it. They were not happy and um, they wanted us to pay them or take it off. And so I told them that we would take it off and then I just didn't. But I would not recommend doing that to to anybody out there. Uh, what we do, what we have done ever since then is gotten written permission from labels and or the artists to use the music in in the shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is a, that is a point that uh, that you, needs to be made is that there was for a long time, there was a conventional conventional wisdom within radio that you could play a 30 second clip of a song and not get sued over it. Yeah, it's, it's, like actually a fair, not, it's like a fair use kind of a fair use kind of thing. thing. It's actually yeah. not true. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, and there is no there. You can't even really, you, according to BMI, you cannot play one second of a song without you know getting sued. It's whether or not somebody wants to spend the time and money to sue you over it is a totally different uh, question. There's totally no agree. fair use policy. Yeah, correct. So you have to get written permission. If you don't want to get trouble in trouble somewhere down the line, you, you should get written permission. However, I will say this, that if you are looking for permission to play like a Jay-Z song, you're probably not going to get it. If you are looking for permission to play a song from an indie artist from a small record label, they will be happy to let you play the music and push it on to your listeners because that's how that works. You know, they get, uh, you know, airplay, free airplay. They don't have to do anything. You're just reaching out to them and saying, hey, I really like your artist. I want to use this song on uh, on an episode of my podcast. And usually I would say probably nine times out of ten they're going to give you the permission for it. Can you play play the full track or can you only play partial tracks? Um, I play the full tracks. However, um, just to make things a little bit easier for the artist, uh, so people can't just go in and grab it out of my my large MP3 that is the podcast episode. What I will do is I'll fade in and fade out. So on the song. So so oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So if if somebody wanted the full song, they would never get it. Yeah. So no, it's actually um, smart. I mean, it's a smart yeah. kind of way of compromising the the full track so you can't really yes. really extract the whole thing out of there, you know, without having to listen to Aaron on both ends. 
Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and who wants that? Right. Nobody. But uh, of course, this probably goes without saying. Uh, your listeners are not are not stupid by any means, but you cannot 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 use that type of music any type of recorded music that is not fair use you cannot use that for advertising yes that's it without paying a giant fee yeah that's so, what i'm gonna say yeah. yeah that one crosses uh, multiple lines doesn't it <laughs> yes yeah do not make that mistake i have de- luckily i've never i have never made that mistake so. yeah that's good that's good yeah so let's uh talk quickly about as we kind of kind of roll up the episode uh, about how uh, listeners can find you and get access to your um, show. And I know this new episode you have coming up with Jack Quaid is coming out. Uh, what? Uh, it's actually going to be Monday. So that's Monday. the 15th okay. President's Day. President's Day. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. The HBO series Vinyl uh, premieres on the 14th on mm-hmm. Sunday. Yep. Uh, Sunday night, I think at like 9 or 930. And um, we will have Jack Quaid, the son of Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid on the show, um, who also stars in the series Vinyl, on the show on that Monday, the 15th. So it's going to be a good one. He was a fantastic, fantastic guy to talk with and uh, had some pretty uh, some pretty interesting things to say about working with Martin Scorsese and and Mick Jagger for this uh for this new uh for this new HBO series. So, you can find that at uh, our website air-raid.net or on Spreaker uh at adore.fm. Uh just search for air-raid right there on the on the search bar and you can find it there or you can find it on iTunes and head over to our Facebook page um search for the Air Raid podcast there and find us on Twitter at Air Raid Net. Yeah, I'll have links to all those um, areas oh, great. in the show yeah. notes of, of the episode. So if you're listening to this and you want to get access to those directly. But uh, Aaron, thanks for joining us on the show. It was great to talk hey, to you. Hey, thank you so much, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, totally. This to, was a lot of fun. Great to have you on, and and thank you for listening to the show today. I certainly appreciate it. Go give us a rating in iTunes uh, and a comment, and that would be fantastic. And if you have a comment or question you want to send to me, send it to rob at spreaker.com, and you can find us on Twitter at, at Spreaker, and then uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's just at Rob Greenlee as well. Thank you so much for listening to the Spreaker Live show, and come back and listen um, next Wednesday on the Spreaker Live show. Thank <laughs> you.